You are listening to Bullet Points with Margo Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I'm Margo Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence, and this is Bullet Points, our 15-minute podcast where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Today, I will be talking about suicide and guns. This month, September, is Suicide Prevention Month. Let's get started. Over the last two decades, suicide rates have risen dramatically across the country. And although guns are not the most common method by which people attempt suicide, they are the most lethal. About 85% of suicide attempts with a firearm end in death. Drug overdose, the most widely used method in suicide attempts, is fatal in less than 3% of cases. Moreover, guns are an irreversible solution to what is often a passing crisis. Suicidal individuals who take pills or inhale car exhaust or use razors have time to reconsider their actions or summon help. With a firearm, once the trigger is pulled, there's no turning back. When someone takes their life, we demand a story. Why did they do that? what happened. But from a public health perspective, an equally important question is how. Intent matters, but so does method, because the method by which one attempts suicide has a great deal to do with whether one lives or dies. About one in three American households contain a gun. The price of this easy access is high. Gun owners and their families are much more likely to kill themselves than are non-gun owners. A 2008 study found that rates of firearm suicides in states with the highest rates of gun ownership are almost four times higher for men and almost eight times higher for women compared with states with the lowest gun ownership, though the rates of non-firearm suicides are about the same. A gun in the home raises the suicide risk for everyone, gun owner, spouse, and children alike. This fatal link applies across the board. It's true of men, it's true of women, it's true of kids. It's true of blacks, it's true of whites. Cut it however you want. In places where exposure to guns is higher, more people die of suicide. As an aside, one of the early demonstrations of the effectiveness of limiting access to certain methods of suicide was the detoxification of gas. Detoxification of domestic gas between the years of 1955 and 1975, when gas was gradually changed from toxic charcoal gas to non-toxic natural gas, there was a reduction in the annual suicide rate of between 19 and 33% in England, Switzerland, Australia, Japan, and the U.S. Access, 
matters. Perhaps the biggest fallacy is that suicides are typically long-planned deeds. While this can be true, people who attempt suicide often face a cascade of problems. Empirical evidence suggests that they act in a moment of brief but heightened vulnerability. In a study that worked with suicide survivors, when asked how much time had passed between when they decided to take their lives and when they actually made the attempt, a startling 24% said less than five minutes. 48% said less than 20 minutes. 70% said less than one hour. And 86% said less than eight hours. The episodic nature of suicidal feelings is also borne out in the aftermath. Nine out of 10 people who attempt suicide and survive do not go on to die by suicide later. In other words, if you save a life in the short run, you likely save a life in the long run. While suicide prevention requires a holistic approach, there are evidence-based gun policies that are associated with reductions in firearm suicide. Permit to purchase laws, also known as handgun purchaser licensing, create a robust system to screen out prohibited individuals, whether it be for severe mental illness or criminal history, and hold gun sellers accountable by only allowing them to sell to someone with a valid license. These laws are associated with reductions in firearm suicide. This could be related to delaying acquisition of a firearm during a crisis or access to more records by state and local law enforcement, enabling them to better identify those who may be at risk of harming themselves. These laws are particularly relevant for first-time handgun purchasers or those who otherwise do not have ready access to a firearm. Waiting periods have been found to be associated with lower rates of firearm suicide. These laws require an individual to wait a certain number of days after purchasing a handgun before the purchaser can take possession of the gun. Waiting periods can delay the impulsive purchase of a handgun, which could reduce the likelihood that gun would be used in a suicide attempt if the moment of crisis passes prior to the purchaser taking possession of the gun. Child access prevention laws require that gun owners store their guns in a manner that prevents unauthorized or unsupervised access to firearms by youth or adolescents under a certain age. More than 40% of fatal suicides by those aged 17 and younger are committed with a firearm. Restricting access to the most lethal means among a high-risk group is an important step to prevent youth suicide. States with child access prevention laws have rates of youth firearm suicide that are 8% lower than states without these laws. Extreme risk protection orders, sometimes referred to as red flag laws, allow for family members or police to petition for the temporary removal of firearms from individuals exhibiting behaviors that indicate that they are at risk of harming themselves or others. These laws provide due process through the court 
and firearms can be returned to the individual when the risk is passed. Evaluation of these laws suggests that they are protective against firearm suicide. I'd like to speak briefly about our military veterans and suicide by gun. Approximately one in five of firearm suicides are by veterans, about 11 deaths a day, an average of 4,200 a year. Over the past decade, the veteran firearm suicide rate has increased dramatically. Nearly 45% of veterans report owning a gun and were one and a half times more likely than non-veterans to die by suicide. On average, two-thirds of suicides among veterans are by firearm compared to 50% by non-veteran adults. In fact, the use of guns in veteran suicide is becoming more and more frequent. In 2017, almost 70% of veteran suicides were by gun, the highest in the last decade. We know what to do to support and protect our veterans. Veteran suicide can be addressed by reducing access to firearms. According to the results of a recent evaluation, there was a 57% drop in the suicide rate among the Israel Defense Forces after implementing the Suicide Prevention Program in 2006. Reducing access to weapons when not essential, such as when soldiers were on leave, may account for the program's success, given that 84% of suicides by Israeli soldiers were found to be associated with firearms. Let me end with this. Gun violence and mass shootings make frequent headlines, but nearly two-thirds of firearm deaths are the result of suicide, not homicide, claiming the lives of approximately 23,000 Americans every year. And the problem is not getting better. The firearm suicide rate has increased 19% over the past decade. Means matter. Restricting access to lethal means, at least temporarily, during a time of crisis can prevent suicide. Even if one wishing to attempt suicide were to substitute a different method, he or she is far more likely to survive that attempt because firearms are the most lethal means available. And the vast majority of individuals who survive a suicide attempt do not go on to die from suicide in the future. That's it for today. Please join us next month when we address more hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at wagv at wagv.org. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.